I'm back. So this episode right here has had the most opposition, Mr. Sellers, never mind part one. So let me tell y'all the episodes that had the most opposition. This one, Miss Uterus, my abdomen was so in pain when I did Miss Uterus. And I did that episode anyway to piss the devil off. Like you ain't stopping nothing. Um, this one, Miss Uterus and the baby mama prayer. Like these have honestly been the most annoying episodes to the point where I almost don't want to do them. So we back. So I want you guys to do Mr. And I want you to put your last name like me, uh, Mr. Sellers. Um, you know, of course, I'm not telling nobody what to do. Of course, you know, the woman takes the last man. I'm sorry, not the last man. Oh my God. The last name of the husband, um, because you take on the identity of, of that man. Um, but I always used to wonder like as a kid, like, why, why he got, why he can't take my last name. But, um, I've always, when I pray over my husband, I always call him Mr. Sellers because my husband will be taking my last name. But for you, as you're in prayer, I want you to do Mr. and your last name, because what it's going to symbolize is that your husband is going to take on your causes like Boaz did for Ruth. He took on her causes and um it's a really cool episode but yeah i've always um when i when i pray and stuff for my husband i always label him as mr sellers because you know i'm just gonna be honest i'm like really heavy into womanism and feminism and i just feel like like why he can't take my last name and it was so cute like one of my misters um i met he 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 was like i'll take your last name so like it kind of set the standard it like validated something in me like a man will 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 take your last name. So anyway, we talking about the husband child. Enough of my feminism speeches. We talking about the husband. So it's called Mr. Sellers, Never Mind Part One. And I want to talk about how God changes his mind and how God changed his mind with one of my faith journeys. So this one is not really called a failed faith journey now that I think about it, because um, it didn't fail. It's just the Lord changed his mind on it, you know clearly so God told me who my husband is I did this whole like huge hilarious imperfect faith expression on YouTube on God telling me who my husband is I used to update people in real time and it didn't happen it didn't happen it didn't work um at all and um God came to me and changed his mind on it and the thing that was wild with the story and being on the journey is that I didn't even know that the Lord changed his mind. I thought that when the Lord says something like that's it, like he doesn't change his mind. So being on this journey, the thing that's cute about life and why you should go through hell and why things shouldn't go your way. And you know, why, you know, just why you just go through unnecessary things that don't make no sense because you learn more about God in a different way. Every faith, every faith expression, every faith journey I've been on, I've learned about who he is. He expressed himself to me in a different way. And I did not know that God changed his mind. Like I'm thinking to myself, if I would have known that I would have been, been changing my prayers around, but he, he knows that. But, um, so long story short, a lot of people know me. I feel like I get criticized a lot over this faith journey on God telling me who my husband is, but he did. Like, I have no reason to lie. God came to me about this man. I was, um, after my condo, my, my condo drama, the fast that I went on where I was praying about my business plan, God came to me about my husband. He spent the entire fast 
talking to me about having being married and having children. And I couldn't understand why the Lord would do that. It was my first major fast that I went on, but I spent, um, it was a seven day fast and I, and I completed seven days, everything. I was so happy because I was able to do it, but I did a, a, a seven day fast and I just really got in the Lord's face about business. And all he kept doing is talking to me about my kids. He kept talking to me about my husband and, talking to me about uh, my my um, health. He kept saying, your fruit of the womb is your blessed. The fruit of your womb is blessed, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, why is the Lord telling me about, like, Lord, that's not why I'm on a fast. He never told me anything about my business for that year. And um, I remember the day the, and he, the guy told me, he said the, um, he said the day that you're, you in your fast, I'm going to confirm my word to you. And I say, yeah, 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 whatever. I didn't think that never because I'm like, I feel like the Lord was, I mean, no, I'm not going to say that, but I'm just like, why didn't you not tell me about my business? That's what I went on the fast for. And I remember the last day of my fast, I went to the store to get some food because when you'd be on the fast, you'd be like, hella hungry. I was so freaking hungry. And I bumped right into the person that he said was my husband and the thing that's so eerie about it. So I get visions. I get visions. I see stuff in advance. And before, when I was a kid, um, they used to think like, um, they didn't think I was slow. They just thought that I didn't pay attention. Like I will zone off and be in la la land. And even as a kid, I would get visions and I couldn't understand why I would, I would see stuff, what you call deja vu. I would see stuff like that, but I wouldn't go to sleep. Like I would have visions early as a kid. But with the thing that's wild, I didn't realize that was the Lord. So when the Lord was telling my husband, he would flash his face. And when he flashed his face on the fast, he had on the same exact clothes when I ran into him at um, the store. Like I just bumped into him at the store. And I was like, oh my God, this person is my husband. I still didn't really rock with it because what I wanted in a husband at the time in real estate, this is like so lame and pathetic. So like I have really lived a life of this idea of who I wanted to be, which was a businesswoman. Like I got my confidence from it. I got my worth from it. Like everything was about what I can create out my own hands. And there was this business idea that I had in my mind with a husband. Like it was just this idea that I, it's a vision I had, I get visions. And I was, because some of the problems I would occur in real estate, I realized that I need a man because as a woman, you're vulnerable. People try not to take you serious as a woman. They always try to cheat you. They always want to cut you out the deal. And that's why I named my first real estate company a man's name because I felt like people would take me serious. And when I put a man's name on my company, not like pink flower agent, like a man's name, um, I didn't have problems. People automatically assumed I didn't own it which was so brilliant. Thank you, Lord. But being in real estate, going from a career woman to like, now I operate my own business. I just wanted a husband that, cause one of my girlfriends, like her and her husband do real estate together. And I just was like, oh my God, I should have came with that business plan. Like I need a husband. And you know, I dated somebody trying to make him be that, that mess ain't work out. It was so lame. But you know, when the Lord came to me, I was like, he doesn't represent the vision in my mind that I had for business. Like I just, at that time, one of the business plans I wanted to do is where I was more out in the open. 
as like the spokesperson for the company and he was in the back, like he was the the bones of it and the brains of it. I was just more the spokesperson. So when the Lord told me that was my husband, I laughed. Like, I don't think he knows anything about real estate. Like, Lord, why would you, why would you play in my face like that? And he was in my face the whole time. So through this hilarious journey, um, with God telling me who my husband was, I, I become sick. And I remember when I became sick and things got real serious with my health. And I remember in the hospital, um, and I'll never say out loud what they diagnosed me with because that's how intense and terrifying it was. But I remember I had this emotional breakdown when they were saying these things I was diagnosed with that were deadly. And um, I just couldn't believe it. Like, this is not what the Lord told me. This is not what the Lord, the Lord had just told me the day prior um, because I had asked the Lord, like, how do you know for sure this is my husband? Like, I need a sign from you that this is my husband. And the Lord said, you'll know he's your husband because you're going to immediately get pregnant when you get married to him. And when the Lord told me that, I was so annoyed because I felt like that was so basic. Like, okay, you you can't turn the, the sky purple for a couple of minutes so I can make sure I made the right decision. Like, you're so certain on him. I'm not. Like, how do I know for sure that this is the person? And when I went to the doctor the next day, that's when all hell broke loose. Um, the, you, you know, with the um, what they tried to diagnose me with them demons. I will never go back to K fear. Period. So when I was in a hospital, after the doctors leave and stuff like that, they kind of leave you in an emotional wreck. Um, I was like, Lord, what's going on? This is not what you told me. You didn't prepare me for this. And the Lord flashed His face in the hospital. And when they were showing me the scans. He kept flashing his face and I was so annoyed because I'm like, Lord, this is not the time. This is not the time to play matchmaker. Like this is some real serious stuff that they're trying to put on me. And I just couldn't understand it. And, but long story short, I, I was on the journey heavy because it was the only, I'm not going to say the only thing, but it kind of helped me to see beyond my health because I felt like what these doctors are saying are untrue because what God is telling me is not matching with what they're saying. And I don't like this new faith culture approach that people have where we are now criticizing the way people believe um, when they have issues. I will never tell a woman who has breast cancer on how her stance needs to be if I've never walked that, that hall before. And just because someone has a health issue or something happens to them and they're a believer, it does not mean they lack faith. Life is ghetto and it's going to happen to all of us. And in order for God to use you, you have to be struck yourself. And the reason why God can use me in the areas that he's using me in is because I've walked those halls before. So sometimes God will allow certain things to happen for you because it's not happening for you is so that he can show people this is how you knock it down. And so you can knock it down for other people. So this whole faith vibe that people are on, like, Y'all need to do this. Y'all need to, you ain't, if you ain't never been diagnosed with nothing, you don't need to be open up your mouth on how nobody need to be standing in nothing. If you ain't never lost no child, you don't never, you don't ever need to tell nobody how they should feel about losing their child. If you've never lost your husband, you don't tell nobody how they should feel about losing their husband. If you ain't never had no man, I'm, I'm just so tired of people weaponizing Christianity and telling people how they should be when you ain't never, what if you had the same issue happen to you, you wouldn't even be standing here. I, I just, I'm just so 
over that. You know, you need to speak back to it. Well, you ain't never had, you ain't never have to have eight doctors tell you that you had this or had that you had that. You ain't, you don't know how, you have no idea what that feels like. You don't tell nobody how to be on that. Like, I don't know what this new vibe is that people are on that are walking around claiming to be Christians and telling people how they should be. Girl, be quiet. You have no idea this, the, the amount of suffering that this world is going through and for people to, you know, when's the last time you booked against the diagnosis? When's the last time you've been diagnosed? You don't know how that feels. I'll never tell nobody how they should feel in a situation like that. I will never tell a woman how she should feel um, being not married and having a child and the man don't want anything to do with the child. I have no idea what that heartbreak feels like. I have no idea how that shame and stigma feels like. I would never tell a trans person on how they should be in their faith. I have no idea what they've been through. People do not wake up and decide that these are the things that they're going to do. You have no idea what motivates these decisions. How dare we sit back and tell somebody how they should be. You have no idea how somebody would be unless you walked through before with the Lord. But nonetheless, so I went through this journey. <laughs> I went through this journey with my health and believing for the spouse. So I, um, God was telling me these things and I believed it. Like before I was like, Lord, I need proof. I need a sign. When them, them scans showed up, I said, where he at? I'm with it. Where he at? Because it really helped me to maneuver through my faith journey. So I made a lot of decisions um, based on my health, based on what God was telling me, like I was like really, really nervous and terrified and God did everything and some mo on what he said he was going to do with my body. He did it. He did it. We got it done. It took a year of standing in faith. It took a year to find the right doctor. It, It took, it took a year, but we were able to get it done. So when God did the impossible with my body, Sorry, I just hit my microphone. When God moved on the impossible for my body, I felt like the husband is the easy part. Like that's so freaking easy. He's right down the street and it didn't happen. And it's just the way it didn't happen. Like the Lord. So I was really hoping like it was going to be like this dramatic, like, no, she crazy. Don't nobody want her in like, you know, public shame and humiliation. I was, I thought it was going to be that way because what I was going to do is use that as an opportunity and go in God's face and be like, now give me what I want. But it didn't happen like that. The Lord came to me and said, Jamie, there's nothing I can do with it. And when the Lord came to me and told me this, that there's nothing that he can do, I could not wrap my mind around it. I was like, I've never heard the Lord say there's nothing he can do. What do you mean? I I, I just got finished listening to Waymaker. Like I, I could not. Oh my God. If the Lord would have came back and said, Jamie, you right. He ain't the one. Fine. Jamie, he doesn't want you. Jamie, he wants somebody else. You're too tall. You're too this. You're too that. You're too sick. I'm fine. I've taken a lot of L's in my life. I really don't care. I just want to get my husband, birth these kids so I can move on to the next phase. So God came to me and was just like, there's nothing I can do. And then in true God fashion, So people who have been on a lot of journeys and stuff, usually when one thing doesn't work, you don't get depressed and you're not up at night crying because God always has the next option. So God will never come to you and say, we ain't doing this no more. Ta-ta. He always has a plan. If you look at all the stories in the Bible, God always has a plan. He always has a Joshua. He always has an Esther. He always has somebody that he's going to use to execute his purpose. But for the, but I just couldn't understand and where I was at, because I'm not egotistical, 
I'm not at all. I'm not prideful. I'm not egotistical. I, I, I was a little transactional with my faith. I ain't gonna lie. It was kind of like, if I do this, you do that. If I do this, you do that. Lord, you're going to do that. If I do that, you know, or what I got to do to get you to move. I used to say it to God all the time. What I got to do to get you to move and I would do it and he would do it for me. But with this, by the time I got to the end of this faith journey, child, I was tired. I was like, I don't, I'm, I'm not really in no position for you to be changing your mind. Like I went through hell believing this. I, I, I didn't believe this because I ain't have nobody else who ain't want me. I believe this with my organs, Lord. So you need to tell me what's going on with your boy. And it's like, I was in a position to like, I reduced my workload. I wasn't operating. I had this uh, complete vision that I was going to do with my real estate. I haven't done that. I had, there's just so much stuff that I put on hold, believing this. And you mean to tell me, never mind? Like, I just, it took me. A minute, and I want to say too for people who ride heavy with the Lord, sometimes we can get to the place with our faith. Um, when you when you're riding with Him heavy and you trust Him enough, where you feel like you are entitled to it, just because you do what God say and you do all the cute Christian things, and even if you have sown, it still does not make you more worthy of it. And I felt like you need to go get your boy, Lord. This is, this is my vibe. You know, you need to go get your boy because I don't feel like believing for nothing else. I don't have nothing else. I, I'm tired. I gave everything to this. I, 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 you need to go make it happen. And the Lord was like, Jamie, there's nothing I can do. That was the part that I couldn't believe because I'm thinking, Lord, you just did the impossibility with my body and other things. What do you mean? You can't get me a man? Like, especially this one. He's down the street. He has like no drama. Well, he don't have no drama, no major drama. He don't have nothing crazy with him. Like, just go get him, Lord. Please, Jamie, there's nothing I can do. So God immediately told me the new thing. Now, the new thing is everything that I want. I'm not going to, there's no reason to lie. And the new thing is in the works now. The new thing is everything that I wanted. It's actually more than what I wanted. It's more than what I could have ever imagined. And when the Lord told me this, because, you know, those who ride heavy with the Lord, when God tells you something and you're like in his face and y'all are like vibing and connecting, it sounds easy. And then like when you get down to your natural realm and your everyday life, it's difficult. It's, you, you start to second guess it. But for the new thing, it's incredible. I want it. And I said, this is the Lord and Savior that I know. And I was so hype about it, so excited about it. But as excited I was about it, as I knew that this is how the Lord was going to make it up for me, I was struggling in my faith to believe for it. And um, how I felt, I felt like, how can I trust you again? You couldn't get me somebody down the street. You're telling me, Lord, there's nothing you can do. Like, and I just got real with the Lord because the Lord was like, why aren't you believing for your husband? And I left because I'm tired. I don't have no more stamina. I'm physically and emotionally drained. Um, I don't have no well to pull this faith from. Like, I felt like I wasted all of it on the other person. Like, I don't know where that it's going to take me in a minute to build my faith up to believe this big. And that was one of the things God kept echoing. It's going to cost you to believe this big. It's going to cost you to believe this big. You're not going to just walk into it. It's going to cost you to believe. And um, I just kept, you know, I just kept trying to build my faith and I just couldn't. I was just like, you know, maybe if you would have told me this 10 years ago, I probably would have had a shot. But I just don't. I am exhausted. I'm tired. And I just told the Lord straight up. I got real. I said, this is how I feel. I 
first of all, am happy that you did what you had to do with my health. But I just had an honest conversation with God and said, I feel like I invested so much into this with my healing. I'm sorry, not, you know, with my body, with my career decisions. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, I love where I live now. I have an appreciation for it. But this was not on my vision board. I wanted to be in Atlanta, Georgia. I wanted, I love real estate in Georgia. It's so much easier. The contracts are only four pages. You know, there's, I get visions. Like I just knew what I wanted to do in Georgia. I didn't want to be in Raleigh, North Carolina. This was not no plan. And I've been sitting here for like, since 2019, since my surgery. I was like, let me just lay here for a minute. But I felt, I told God, like, I felt like I put all this into it to walk away empty handed. Now there's no such thing as empty handed in the, in the, in the vibes of God, but I feel like I got all the way to the finish line. I did exactly what you told me to do. Even, even though I had an attitude and was cussing people out along the way, I still did what you told me to do. And I feel like I get to the end of it and you're like, okay, I need you to run another mile for somebody else. And I don't know, at least I know the demons I was dealing with on that end. I don't know if I have the oomph to believe. I don't know if I have the oomph to trust you again. And I didn't tell the Lord, I don't know if I have the, I don't know if I have the um to trust you again, um, but it showed up in the way I believed in my other journeys because I was kind of like coming to God about stuff. I'm like, you know, just in case you, in case you change your mind, I got this plan B, you know, usually, I mean, I'm back on track now, but with my faith journeys, I put my all in it. When God says it, that's it. I put my all, when God says something to me, it don't, I put everything into it because I know when he says it, it's going to manifest because it's God's words. Let's talk about manifesting real quick because faith culture, some of this faith culture stuff is so toxic with manifestation. Talk is cheap. Let me be clear. Talk is cheap. Our words are cheap. Anything that comes out of our mouth is going to be tested and appraised it through God and God's words, the words that he tells you, the promises that he's giving you, those words hold weight. Um, God's, the integrity of God's word is that it performs itself. He really don't need us adding an extra to it. Our words are cheap. Example, Hosanna, Hosanna, crucify him, crucify him. We flaky. Our words are cheap. I just don't like how it's all like, you know, they say life and death is in the power of the tongue. And that's true though. But at the end of the day, when you talk about cultivating your world to line up with it comes with God, you can't do that on no idle tongue. You have to line up what God is saying specifically about your life. He has a customized word that's for you. Those are the words that you put out. I don't be, you know, it's funny because when I was believing for this journey, some of the things I would say, God is going to honor them, but it's only because I have proven myself to him on my faith journey because um, how should I say this? I could have, I could have manipulated my situation. I could have manipulated it. I could have cheapened it. I, I could have, I didn't. I still wanted to honor God with my love life. I wanted to trust him with that in the, in the heels of crazy medical diagnosis. And because I sowed those seeds those seeds are now being reproduced with my new journey and my new husband. And it's so funny and cute. I'm going to give y'all some examples on how God changes his mind in the Bible for you to read. Actually, let me give, give you them now so I can update y'all my love life real time. So 
Number one, Abraham, he changed his mind with Abraham twice. He told Abraham to kill his son. Then he changed his mind. Then he told Abraham he was going to take them people out that his cousin was hanging out with that town. And he, you can actually see Abraham negotiating with God on saving people. Moses, Moses was designed to lead the people of the children of Israel out to the promised land. He never did. He, he got them out of captivity, but he never made it to the promised land. God changed his mind. The children of Israel, the first batch didn't make it to the promised land. He allowed 40 years to go by for them to be died, for them to be died off before they could make it to the promised land. Um, Jonah, uh, Jonah was a prophet and he told Jonah to go to a town of enemies who people he couldn't stand and told him to give them a word. And Jonah did it. And then the Lord went back and changed his mind and told him to say something else. So I told the Lord, I know you're not no loosey goosey Lord and Savior. Like, why do you change your mind? And why am I just now finding out that you change your mind? And the Lord was saying, it's good when I change my mind. And I asked God, well, they say in the Bible, your word goes out to perform itself. Y'all please read these. It's Isaiah 55, 11. Your word goes out and performs and it never comes. It never returns to you void and accomplishes what you see. Jesus, I'm like really tired. Y'all please read Isaiah 55, 11. And God said, yeah, that's me. That's right. I changed my mind. He said, and nobody quotes the second portion of the scripture where it says it accomplishes what I see fit. That's a contingency as I see fit. So if something no longer fits, the Lord is like, ta-ta. So I kept asking God, okay. Cause at first when the Lord told me this new thing, it felt like a fairy tale. Like I was hype and happy, but then I started to think realistically, like, when is this going to happen? Like, okay, why would he marry me? I don't even have my empire. Like I don't, Lord, I, I'm, I have nothing because I used to always value myself based on my career. I'm like, Lord, I don't even have my empire. Like I have nothing. I'm like 10 years behind in schedule. Like, you know, and the Lord was like, Jamie, Either believe me for who I say I am or don't, or don't believe me at all. And I'm like, okay. I was like, so the Lord is on this new thing. So I need to get my faith up to this new thing. So I just started reading on how God changed his mind. I started what I actually started doing because I didn't realize for the past five years, I have almost mastered my faith when it comes to my health. I have ma- almost mastered it. That devil can't mess with me with, with the with the grave no more. He used to torment me every day. You're dying, you're dying, you're dying. If I comb my hair, hair fall out, get used to being bald. You know, it was horrific. I used to have panic attacks, master. Devil can't mess with me with my health. The devil would try to tell me I was dying every day. I ignore it. But what I have started to do is I started to exercise my faith in different ways because your stance is different. Your stance is different when you believe for a spouse. Your stance is different when you, when you believe in for your health. Your stance is different when you believe in for money. So what I started to do was I started to exercise my faith in different ways with God. And that's how I kind of to build it back up. I started to build it, my um, faith back up, my trust back up. And I would, because faith is a muscle. So like with my car, I didn't want a brand new car. Um, God came to me about that car. He gave me the model number and everything. I'm like, I'm not buying a new car I mean, I had just, I was just bragging like six months prior that I'm debt free. I ain't owe nobody nothing. I'm not buying no car. No, Jamie, get the car. So I worked my faith with that. 
that went against how would I believe. I never wanted a luxury car because I feel like cars don't hold value. You know, I just don't. And I'm hard on a car. Child, I beat the brakes off a car. I already scratched this car up that I had to get fixed. Like I accidentally ran over a curb. Like I'm really tough on a car. And, um, you know, I just started exercising my faith in different, in different arenas because I realized like, oh my God, I've been so focused on my health faith that I forgot to exercise it in different ways. And I finally got to the, I got to the place of believing that big. It actually took breaking my foot. Y'all have to listen to God broke my foot and God was just dropping stuff on me with my spouse. So let's, let's, um, fast forward it to present day. So God told me my spouse, my husband, my new husband, he's everything that I want. He's everything that I want to the point that it doesn't even feel real. If that makes any sense. It's a fairy tale almost. Like sometimes I laugh thinking like if people knew I was believing for this, they would laugh in my face. This time I'm not saying nothing. So I just started building my faith up with it, building my faith up with it. And Valentine's Day was last week. Now, Valentine's Day is never a day where I'm depressed or anything like that. Like, I don't care. I just like my favorite thing I like to do on Valentine's Day is go to Krispy Kreme and get the special the specialty assorted Valentine's Day box and give it to whatever office or job I'm working at that day. So I had a meeting with clients. So I bought them the, the Valentine's Day box. But before when I woke up. For Valentine's Day to get married. I mean, not to get married. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lord, where did that come from? What you trying to tell me? I woke up on Valentine's Day. And as soon as I woke up, you know how you get up in the morning? As soon as I wake up out the bed, the devil was like nose to nose in my face. You ain't never going to be married. You always going to be encouraging people to get married. You ain't never going to have it. You ain't never going to have no kids. You're going to look up 20 years from now. You're going to be singing the same songs. You're going to be singing the same praise songs, doing the same podcast episode. Nobody's going to believe you. Blah, 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 blah. And I said... What? Like it threw me off because for the past five years, the devil has been tormenting me with death and tumors and bleeding out and choking. And it was the first time in a long time he threatened me with something different. Like it was so random. I busted out laughing like what? So I just went on about my day. I was just like, I wonder why the devil, because the thing is like, I wasn't praying about or anything. I was just going about my day and I just, you know, went on about my day, did my usual stuff. And I was a little annoyed, but not nothing that the devil said. I was just annoyed because I didn't want to be a part of a project I've been working on. It's not that I didn't want to be a part of it. It's just, it's kind of annoying. And it's, it's just, you know, I was just like, whatever. And this project I was working on, now this big, beautiful fairy tale that the Lord told me, that was going to, that's actually happening. (laughs) It actually occurred on Valentine's day. I was so shocked. I wasn't expecting it. And, um, I was like, okay, the Lord is not playing. So Jamie need to get it together. So I am, I don't want to say I'm back because I never left. I've always, um, kept my feet on every promise God has given me. Even if I didn't understand it, even if I felt like it didn't go my way, even if the Lord changed his mind, I never, I, the Lord has no reason not to honor any of the things he has shared with me pertaining to a husband, pertaining to having children. And I am just, I have just been believing and receiving what he's told me by faith and just really working 
um, on myself with faith. And I know God told me, he said, you've been pacing yourself because I told God like this journey, all my journeys, as crazy as they may sound, I'm not having no panic attacks. Like I'm not going to be having anxiety. I'm not going to be, I'm not doing that no more. I'm not doing that no more. I'm just going to pace myself and I'm just going to knock it down. I told God to just tell me stuff in motion. Don't tell me everything all at one time because that gives me too much time to overthink, overanalyze and try to put it together myself. All I'm doing is I'm being myself. I'm being Jamie Sellers, 100% who I am. Um, regardless if it's imperfect or if it's wrongness or if it's not uh, saved enoughness, which is no such thing. Um, I'm, I'm being myself because when God uses you, he uses you. He uses all of your flaws, all of the stuff that you like. Um, so I'm, I'm happy because I did not see where the dots were going to connect. God told me this gigantic thing to believe for, and I believe it. I believe it. It's just kind of hard to believe it in in real time. It was hard to believe it um, off the heels of him saying he can't do something with something else. And then I'm, I feel like all the stuff that I lack because I felt like one of the things, <laughs> this is just me talking. One of the things that I felt that I felt that I stood out on was like how I constructed my business and how I did these things and how I was an entrepreneur and how I'm a risk taker. You know, I really, I'm not egotistical, I'm not prideful, but I really got my confidence from that. And I used to like when people would compliment me on the things I could create or the things I could come up with. So with, with, um, God putting that, I put that on the side and God's putting on the side. God's been trying to get me back in real estate for years. I just don't feel like it. I'm tired. I don't want to show no more houses, but with God putting that on hold, I'm sorry, not God putting that on hold. I put it on hold because I know what it takes. I know what it's going to take. And I'm just not willing to do that with my body right now. Um, I feel like I don't have nothing to offer. Like what, what Lord, what am I telling these people? I don't, I, that's how I feel. Just being honest. I just feel like what is going to be so great about Jamie, but I, I really believe that the Lord has set it up that way um, because he wants me to realize that Jamie is enough all by herself. You don't need status. You don't need position. And um, you don't need, I mean, I do got my money though. I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that, but you don't, God was just telling me like, you don't need this, um, this, how should I say it? This exterior version of yourself that you built with real estate um, you are fine. Somebody will come into your life and honor you with your dog children, your cat children. Um, they will honor you even though you only know how to make um, French fries in your air fryer. Like you don't have to feel inadequate. I guess that's what God was is trying to show me is that you're enough. And um, the only thing I'm doing, I'm just doing what God tells me to do. I focus on my health and I have been super cute. I have always downplayed the way I look, but now I'm turning up. Um, I am investing in my personal style, which I think everybody should be happy that I'm doing because I've always been kind of chill with my clothes and I'm, I'm believing, I'm believing it is still going to cost me big. It's a, it's a big, it's a big, um, how should I say this? It is a big faith journey to believe. But I'm going to walk this thing through because God is with me and I'm so excited about it. I'm very excited about it. Um, 
That's why I'm trying to hurry up and get this weight off. <laughs> like, Lord, get this weight off. I'm very excited about it. And one of the things that I'm excited about is that is he's not a Christian. He don't know nothing about church. He's not in this church world. That's what I'm most excited about. I know exactly what God is going to birth through the both of us. Um, my purpose has not changed at all. God just changed the character. And that's another thing, too. You know, God is a God of detail, but God doesn't care who he has to use to ensure that your purpose is that the purpose that he has for you comes forth. And that was one of the other things I learned, too. Like sometimes I feel like we get so caught up on people. God told me I always raise somebody else up and he's not going to put you on hold because somebody's not there yet with their faith. Not saying that was the situation. I'm not saying that I'll never air out. I just think that's lame and tacky and I'm getting my man. Okay. I'm getting my six, four King period. So, um, you know, God, he's not, he's not going to do that. There's no such thing as walking away empty handed. So my prayer for you is that as you examine your life, get real with God, the things that you're like, okay, Lord, I'm 44. I'm believing you for my husband. Have you changed your mind on this? Um, where should I be in my faith with this now? Did you change your mind on my spouse? Have you changed your mind? I don't want to be working on dead things. That's what I told the Lord. I don't want to be declaring and decreeing on stuff that you're not even breathing on no more. And I don't want to be blind like that or be blinded by ego or blinded by pride or blinded by, I don't have enough oomph to believe you for the next thing because I don't feel like it (laughs) or because I feel more entitled to it because of my sacrifice. I sacrifice for you. You know, this is what you want to do in my life. And, um, I'm really, really excited about it. There of course is going to be a lot of attacks, Um, God has been really trying to um, prepare me for that. It's going to be a lot of attacks, um, but it's going to be good. The devil only challenges things that God has put together. And anytime you are in a position where it's a lot of opposition, it's a lot of attacks, you are in good company because he only shows up when God is there because he tries to make He's always trying to convince you that God is not real and stand on God telling you who your husband is. It is not a popular journey to be on because people think it's a a call of desperation. Oh, but we desperate though. We desperate for what God has for us. And um, this is not a prayer for, for somebody who can't get a man. That's not what this is about. This is about honoring God with our love life and with our marriage. And it's very important who you connect with and who you marry. You have to know what you are carrying. You have to know what he's carrying. You have to know your purpose. And I'm I'm happy about the new husband and a lot of reasons because it's a true Esther story. And he has you know what? I'm not going to say it yet. I'm just going to wait. But just know that God is good. That anytime he changes his mind is a good thing. He always has what's next for you. You never have to sit back and wonder. And when he changes his mind, if you have to take a step back and build your faith back up, do it. Because when something doesn't go your way, whether if it's God changing his mind or if it's a quote unquote faith fail journey, if you do not handle it right, the devil will try to gain territory in your life. You know, um, how I handled healing with my foot, it's the same faith I pulled from, from healing my healing, the uterus, you know, how I went about believing God for a brand new car. It's the same faith I go, I used to believe God for my house. 
you know, you, you have to be careful when you believe for something and it doesn't get the outcome that you want. You have to almost nurture your faith back so that when this devil comes, because he's coming, baby, he comes, whether that prayer gets answered, whether you feel like that prayer is being held up, he's always there to tell you that God is not real. So that would be my um, encouragement. Build your faith back up. Don't take any of this out on God. And if there are things that have not gone your way, there are things that you feel like you've been believing for for five years. You get in the Lord's face and just be like, look, I need to know, like, are you still on this? Is this me? And then if you don't hear nothing from the Lord, you just tell the Lord, like, look, I need to know. And don't back down until you get your answer. And the thing that's cute about the Lord, thank you, Lord. He just reminded me of something. He just, this is what God just told me. He said, Jamie, I came to you about your about your spouse. Like, I did not be like, because I feel like this is what people think I did, but it's not. <laughs> I feel like people feel like I was like, him, that's my husband. He's cute. That's who I want. I want him. It wasn't like that. I was believing for business. That's why I feel like I'm Ruth. I was believing for business strategies for my business and went on a fast and the Lord came to me about him. I never came to Lord about him. The Lord came to me and said, this is what I have for you. And what God said, Jamie, I came to you about him. That's why I was going. That's why I came to you about what's new. Even my new husband, I did not put this on a vision board when the, um, it was actually cute. So when, when God said, there's nothing he can do about it anymore. Um, and one of the reasons, two of the reasons, one, it was tainted and two, it was time sensitive. But when God said that he can't do anything with it anymore, I did not think that God had somebody else lined up. I was just like, look, Lord, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to just say that God gave me permission to select my own spouse. And I had a runner up. Like most girls who are out here influential, taking care of their business, like the girlies are winning. Usually girls who kind of have their stuff together with every girl has a plan B option of a great guy that you can kind of go to. So there is this guy who got approved and he's incredible. He's I, I said, Lord, let's just go with him while I have a shot, because what happened um you know how they say like the one that got away and I was just like, if an opportunity ever presents itself, like I'm jumping. And I was like, Lord, I just feel like this would be the perfect replacement. And I remember we started, you know, Lincoln and stuff like that. And God said, Jamie, I don't want you to settle. And I'm thinking settle. How? Like he, I'm reading his resume. He has this, he's a doctor. He has that. Like he's perfect. He's in the healthcare. Like, oh my God, Lord, are you kidding me? What do you mean not settle? And he was like, Jamie, I don't want you to settle. And that's when he started to reveal to me my new thing. So I'm very excited about my new thing, where I'm at. And the thing is too, like the why you should never, ever take your faith journeys out on God. Sometimes it's good to have one that don't work out because he'll reveal stuff to you. And because God's reputation is on the line, it's like he has to throw in some more stuff in there for you. But God is um, now preparing me for what's to come. And I'm going to be honest with you, no matter how much I prepare, sometimes it's always worse than what I could ever imagine. So I've just been taking everything one day at a time and just really, really trusting God, like leaning on God, not even leaning on myself, my ability, my wit, 
uh, my mind, my friends. And another thing, you don't need nobody to co-sign on it. You don't need no validation, period. I have so much opposition with this. It's not even funny, but I don't care because when I see the opposition, that is my signal to know that God's in it. Because if God wasn't in it, I would be able to just skip to the loo to the man. So I hope this episode makes sense. I hope that you challenge God and the things that change your mind. And if you never had the conversation with, with asking out who your husband is, ask, ask him. Like when I started my group, I think, um, two or three girls, no, 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 two or three, about three women have been married to their husbands. You know, God will hand select your, your spouse. And even if you go on a journey and you're like, but it didn't work out or he's not my husband or yada, yada, it's still okay. Sometimes God will honor the cuteness of your faith of how you believe that he would even believe that he would give you a spouse. So get back in the ring. Don't let any of this discourage you. You're not crazy. There's nothing. First of all, in the times we live in it, you better have the Lord select your spouse. But, um, but anyway, that's all I wanted to say. I'm not doing no intros or outros on this one. Cause child, this episode has too much opposition to bring out. Um, so this is the mastered version of God changing his mind. I am going to be dropping the baby mama prayer. The baby mama prayer is literally, I want people to listen to this who are on the path of healing. It's a prayer. It's a, it's a health prayer. It's a healing prayer. I want you to listen to it, whether if you're in a hospital right now, or whether if you're in course for treatment, um, God cares about the reproductive of a woman. You are not cursed. You are not barren. You are not infertile. God has a response to this. God has an answer to this. He is responding to it. God selected somebody who is extremely self-absorbed, who walked around like she was Barbara Corcoran, Oprah Winfrey, and Ivanka Trump, where all my prayers was all about myself. And I would throw in a couple of people when I wanted the Lord to move on my things. Um, I didn't believe in marriage. I didn't believe in having children. I didn't want to have children. I wanted to adopt. I had crazy, crazy ideals on how the world should be. And I made everything about myself. God used me to walk through this path of infertility, this path of fibroids and ovarian cysts and uterine issues. I walked through it. So I know how you feel. I know how that feels. And God has an answer to it. And I walked through it with the Lord. So he kind of threw me in the fire. Cause I'm like, Lord, Lord, what are we doing? Um, if you don't raise me up, I'm out of here, child. So he kind of threw me in the fire because he wants to respond to it. So, um, Listen to the baby mama prayer. You are not going to leave here premature. God's going to honor you. You will have a long, long life. So this is so sidebar. So I was researching um, Japanese um, uh, herbs. God told me to stop buying herbs and supplements because I don't be taking them. It's almost like a hobby. But nonetheless, I was researching Japanese herbs and I found about this uh, country in Japan where the people live a very long time and they're just so freaking cute. It's like people in their nineties and their one hundreds, like they're up to 120, 130 and they're like doing karate and they look incredible. And it was so cute. I kind of got on this thing random. I was just trying to see Japanese stuff because Japanese women do not have fibroids. And it's because they have, they take a lot of iodine. They eat sweet uh, seaweed and seaweed is loaded with iodine. And with taking the iodine, it eliminates the fibroids. So you should probably get some iodine drops. But nonetheless, when 
I landed on something and I said, this is so cute. The Lord said, Jamie, this is the age you're going to pass away. God told me the age I'm going to leave this earth. And when he told me the age, cause I'm, I'm not, I don't ever want to know that. He told it to me. I laugh. I'm like, Lord, we have so much time to get this stuff done. Child, I'm about to go on vacation. He's Jamie, just because you got all this time don't mean you can chill for like five years. So just get you, you will be surprised that things got shared with you. And the thing is, I wasn't even searching or wondering, and I'm going to be here for a very long time. I kind of figured I was going to live a long life because the devil has tormented me since I was a child that I was going to die premature. He only tells you lie. Anything true about you, he comes to you with a lie. So it, I just think it's so cute because I wasn't even asking for it. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to live here. I'm going to live a long time. So that's why I'm just trying to make sure I stay healthy because I don't want to be, I want to be like the people on that Japanese country and that Japanese island. Like they, they're called centurions. So they live like a hundred years and, and, and more. So when God told me my age, I just think it's so freaking cute because I was like, I would be happy to live to this point. And the Lord was like, nah, you're going to live up to this age. And I'm just, I just think it's so cute. You know, the stuff God shares with me, it's like out of this world. But nonetheless, I'm going to be speaking life over y'all. Um, you're going to live a very long time. But you know what? Sidebar, this is so random and funny. So when I was a kid, we used to go to this church and they used to operate heavy and supernatural. And they always used to pray over the kids. And I remember all of my friends would get stuff like, you're going to be a singer. You're going to be a dancer. You're going to be a millionaire. And I used to be hyped like, oh, oh my God, what am I going to be? Am I going to be a supermodel? And they always used to tell me the same thing. I used to get the same prophecy since I was a kid. You are going to live to be a very old, old, little, little lady. They always used to tell me that. And I never understood what was so magnificent about being an old lady. I understand now because the devil only tries to attack and threaten what's true. And that's why you have to protect it. But I'm going to be so cute and so old. Like I cannot, this sounds hilarious. I cannot, like I'm going to live a very long time, a very long time. So anyway, be cute, get in the Lord's face. And continue to develop a relationship with him because you will be surprised the things he tell you. God dropped so much stuff on me. I'd be like, wait, what? Wait a minute, what? But anyway, I hope this episode means something to you. Please listen to part two. Thank you for supporting the podcast. We have an app and a website coming. Um, Girl and God is officially a charity. I'm going to be definitely donating and spending my time with helping women, specifically single women or women who are single with children. Um, who have to go through these um, medical treatments for their uterus to save fertility. I have like a whole thing that I'm doing just for medical for you. So definitely please stay tuned in. And I'm just so excited about what the Lord has done. You know, when I went through this, I was like, almost like screaming in the Lord's face. Like, why would you have me go through this with my health? How can you turn your back on me? Why is it so dramatic? But I had to go through the horror of it so that I can so that God can use my imperfect voice, my imperfect voice to to shed light on this issue. So I'm I'm happy. I I'm happy. I'm not gonna lie. The vibes I am in my life right now, I'm very, very happy. I'm extremely happy. I have no complaints. I have no aches in my body. I wake up every day excited about what me and the Lord's gonna do because we're gonna be here for so long. So we me and the Lord got a lot of work to get accomplished. But anyway, y'all stay cute, y'all stay blessed.